0: Live from our man caves in Hawaii and Virginia, this is MLS Gone Wild, where Blem, Poopus, and Mike D bring you the latest news, rumors, analytics, predictions, and all things MLS on American soccer. Let's get it going, boys.
1: What's up, guys? This is Blem. Welcome to MLS Gone Wild, Season 2, Episode 2. I hope all of our listeners are doing well and enjoying the MLS's Back tournament. We have an exciting interview for you all tonight coming live from the
0: bubble. Welcome back everybody, another exciting episode of MLS Gone Wild. It's your boy Poopus here.
2: How's it going everyone? This is Mike D. And tonight we have Kellen Acosta of the Colorado Rapids on the podcast once again. Kellen, thank you again for taking the time out to be with us. Uh, obviously we know your schedule is, is pretty tight, um, but you know we really do appreciate you. So how are you doing tonight, man?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I just want to thank you guys for having me back on. I thought the first interview didn't go so well, so I'm glad you guys are giving me another opportunity to to redeem myself. Uh, so I appreciate it. Yeah, man. No, yeah. we're we're stoked to have you on for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You kept bugging us to come back on, man. So I guess we had to let you back on.
3: <laughs> right. Right. I'm, I'm glad for the
2: for another shot. We're awesome.
1: glad to have you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So talent tonight before we get in we're gonna talk about the match last night but before we get into that um i believe the rapids arrived in orlando monday july 6th what has life inside the bubble been like for you and aside from training what have you been doing to keep busy and stay relaxed
3: yeah life in the bubble has been uh it's been tough you just have to adapt quickly um i mean it is what it is what you've seen on social media is kind of what's been circulating um our first couple meals in quarantine weren't great can't lie <laughs> um, other than that but I mean overall the food has been decent the training field has been nice and now we're just kind of in a routine of you know practice and getting ready for the game so we had a game um last night um and we have an upcoming game on Friday and one beyond that so right now I mean well, it's not too bad
2: not too bad are you having a little bit of fun with it though
3: yeah, I'm just trying to make the most of it. Um, right now, I'm just trying to be creative with my free time, but we have a lot of it. Um, playing a little bit of video games, connecting with friends, um, just having some downtime, watching some video, um, just kind of just relaxing. Sometimes it's, it's nice to just have a break, a mental break of just not doing a whole lot and just, you know, taking, getting some quality, and, uh, just personal time, really.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So tournament play started a couple days ago and you know, coming into the tournament, FC Dallas and Nashville were removed from competition due to players testing positive for COVID-19. For us on the outside, it's a different feeling obviously compared to the players who are on the inside. Has the MLS been doing a good job and have you felt safe in Orlando?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, before you even arrived, I mean, there was news circulating from teams with positive cases. So in our heads, you're like, man, we're going into this bubble where it's supposed to be a safe safe environment, and you have teams that are already testing positive. So obviously, coming in, you're just thinking, oh, man, like, I don't want to get in. Should we even go? Should we just hold out? Like, what should we do? Um, But, I mean, I think when we came in here, we came in here – you know expecting the worst, but uh, it actually hasn't been as bad as we thought or anticipated. I think, um, with those teams, um, what had happened before, um, they came into the bubble with positive cases, and from then on, they were spreading it within themselves. And I think once those two teams got eliminated, I think it's been pretty steady in the sense where everyone feels safe, everyone feels confident, and now it's just you know, before is a, you had that anticipation of you're waiting for something to happen. But now I think our focus is more just on the games and playing and preparing for our matches and trying to do well in this tournament. So I think that that first and foremost, I mean, that has been the biggest thing. And I think we kind of put that whole aspect of, of, of life over here behind us. And I mean, credit to the MLS. They've, they've done a good job um, throughout the way with the, the hotel. Um the protocols that they implemented.
2: So and it, it really hasn't been that bad. That's good to hear. It's definitely a, a refreshing tone because, like you said, in the beginning it was kind of like we didn't know what to expect. But it's definitely good to hear that. Right.
0: All right, Kellen. So I know the MLS and, uh, has, like, come together in the Black Players Coalition. So the, pretty much the Black Players Coalition was established to – to address racial inequalities in the league, so opening match on July 8th against Orlando Inter Miami, you got yourself and 26 other teams and players came together for a powerful, powerful me- message representing the death of George Floyd, where you guys kneeled and put up your fist for the eight minutes and 46 seconds. How do how do you how does that make you feel being representing the Black Players Coalition, and what do you look forward to? What do you like – what do you want to see going forward day, for the Black Players Coalition in general?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, first and foremost, we actually changed the name because there was a a conflict with the NFL Coalition. So, it's the Black Players for Change. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to address that. Um, Yeah, I didn't even know
0: that, honestly.
3: Yeah, no problem. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was one of the most powerful moments I've ever been a part of in my career, Um, stepping this. Alongside I mean, my fellow um, black brothers in the league, and in memory of George Floyd and all those who have lost their lives, I mean, it was a powerful moment. I can't even really describe. I mean, it was it was very um, chilling to say the least. I mean, goosebumps, chills, heart was pounding. I was kind of nervous, and um, but I mean, I'm glad to be a part of it. I think it was. Um, a great display to use our platforms for for a bigger cause to show show the world that I mean what we as black players have gone through and as people um, needs to be put on notice and change is here and change needs to be now and um, like I said just using our platforms and help spreading the word and help educating is definitely important. And I'm so happy and so proud to be be a part of that.
0: And like I feel like you know, like you know, Don Garber came out with a statement, but I feel like what you guys are doing is a lot more powerful than you know just come out with a statement, a general statement, right. just covering it. So what you guys are doing is pretty powerful to everybody, and you guys are making a huge impact already.
3: Yeah, most definitely. I think having that display. I mean, you you saw it broadcasted on CNN to ESPN to. Um, people in Europe were, were were seeing it. I mean, it was it was huge. It just it wasn't just in our community here. I mean, it was globally, and I think that that has a huge impact on on
0: everyone. All right. So, Kellen, so you guys suffered a two nothing loss last night. A tough loss for the opening match, and you guys you guys haven't been able to beat Real Salt Lake in the past four years for the uh, Rocky Mountain Cup. So, what do you think you guys could have done better in that match?
3: I mean, first and foremost, we need to score some goals.
0: <laughs> I mean, easier
3: said than done. Um, obviously, we we came into the match, I mean, pretty flat. We looked a lethargic. We looked like a team that didn't have desire to win. And I think first and foremost, I mean, you can lose a game. But not having the desire to, to run and to press and to tackle and do the little things right, I mean, that's that's the, the most disappointing part of it. And I think we're all down on ourselves because we, we knew that we could have put forth a, a better effort. And um, obviously, the result didn't go our way. Um, and, and also, it's kind of uh, a sour taste in our mouths, too, because, I mean, our, our cells are rival to us. And like you said, I mean, we haven't beat, beaten them in four years now so I mean it's it's a huge thing with our fans um it's a huge thing with us because first of all you don't want to lose a game especially not against your rivals and and to start off the tournament um not so well um I mean it can either go one or two ways it can make us or break us um and we have a a huge game on Friday to kind of see how we bounce back but sometimes you got to get punched in the jaw to to wake up I think we were kind of on a high where we were undefeated coming in we won our first two games. Well, we, I don't know if we just thought we were a lot better than what we are or what we were kind of thinking. But I think the, the display that we showed yesterday, I mean, that wasn't us. That wasn't our team. And, um, I mean, we just have to take a, a good look in the mirror and, and move forward. And we have, uh, what, four days now, three days now, until we have a, a big matchup against uh, Kansas City. And um, their team, they, they lost in the dying, dying seconds uh, of their match. So it's going to be a huge game. So this, this match is, just I don't want to say it's for all, all the marbles, but it's for a hefty amount. So um, we got to just bounce back, look, look at the video from RSL, move forward and, um, uh, and try to uh, um, capitalize on, on Friday.
1: Yeah, so like you guys, like you just said, you have a big match coming up on ESPN2 against Sporting Kansas City this Friday. Both of you guys are at the bottom of the table Uh, winning, you know, winning your first game in a tournament like this is very important. Um, So Colorado Rapids Twitter recently quoted you in saying it's a tournament you play for some silverware and at the end of it you want to lift it. So after losing your opening match, the MLS is back tournament, you get an opportunity to redeem yourselves, like I just said, on ESPN2, 8 p.m. on Friday against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Losing your first two games in a tournament like this almost guarantees elimination from from this kind of tournament. Uh, You know, there are wild card spots at this point, but, you know, three points probably won't get you through. What do the Rapids need to do to ensure a victory against Sporting Kansas City and give yourself give yourselves a chance to lift that trophy that you talked about in that quote?
3: Yeah, for, first and foremost, we got to start from the first whistle. Um, we got to come and bring it in and match the intensity. I think for us, I mean, um, Salt Lake really took it to us, and we were just we were being reactive rather than proactive. I think it's important for us is to be proactive and take the game to Kansas City. Um, I think the first 15 minutes are definitely crucial in any game. Um, and we need to set the tone right away. Um, I think overall, we didn't create a lot of chances for Salt Lake. Um, we need to be, um, um, I guess, tidier in front of the the box. And then obviously in the back, we need to be more organized, more um, defined because we at the end of the day, we let in two goals. And to start the tournament, I mean, if we can, you know, get a shutout that 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 ensures for us to have a better position in in winning the game and have better possibilities. So for us, first and foremost, we de- defensively we need to be more sound. And from there, I think we've shown um, since Robin um, has been in coach that we score goals and we know how to score goals. And so it's important for us from 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 the back line all the way moving forward that we're going to be hard to play against. And when we get in front of goal, we just need to capitalize on our chances. I think we we still made um, some some chances. Yet yeah, um, I guess it was last night. Days, days are <laughs> long. But, um, but, yeah, we just had to, you know, be more clinical in front of goal and be more sound defensively.
1: Yeah, you talk a little bit about your guys' chances in front of goal. And I was a little bit surprised. I watched the full game. Uh, I took down some stats, and I, I actually had to look this one up because I wasn't tracking this one, but you guys outshot RSL. You guys had 11 shots. They had 10 on goal with the stat that really counts as shots on goal. RSL had uh, six shots on goal. You guys had four. Uh, you you did have one of those. Um, so while you guys also had more shots, you guys also had more possession, 53 to 47% possession. And you, had, you played a really big part in that, Kellen but I want to talk about two things before we get into more of your uh, individual stats from last night's game. Two things you just touched on a little bit are the adjustments that you have to um, implement going into your game on Friday. What kind of adjustments did you guys make in game just to give our listeners kind of an insider's view on what you guys did mid game to try to create more going forward?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a mental thing. It's just energy, really energy, and movements and and being brave and having belief that we can do the little things because i think we lacked that in the first half we were just kind of just bodies running around with no plan and no purpose and i think um, we had a good stern talking to at halftime we had to go at each other kind of woke up each other a little bit and second half um, i thought we were a totally different team but sometimes i mean that's the tale of two games Sometimes it' a little too late for us, I mean, I don't think it was it was too late, but um uh, you know we had mental lapses of concentration, and they were able to um get another goal after I thought we were on the front end, and I thought we were pushing and uh, I thought we were going to able to get the equalizer and even go on to win it, but obviously we just weren't concentrating on the little things, and little details in this game go a long way. You give a team. Um, the the ability to create chances and to get in front of goal. I mean, certain teams will capitalize and credit to Salt Lake. They did just that. They got, you know, a good look on goal from Krylak. He had a good slotted finish and so that was all she wrote. Then we the game got stretched. It got open. Um, it's our first game back in a while. So it's humid, tired legs. Um, the heat, you know, all the all the different variables in the game just kind of were out of favor and and the game was a little bit out of reach once it got to 2-0 then we were just chasing the game trying to push and and sometimes it's it's uh it's a little too late but i think from from the start i think we instead of trying to push for a goal in 20 minutes i think from minute 1 we should be playing like we did in the second half and i think it would have been a totally different game if if that was the case
1: Yeah, one of the variables you just spoke on was was fitness and how the game kind of changes as you get tired legs and things like that. Watching the game and watching most of the games, you see at about the 60-minute mark, you know, granted you guys do get five subs. You played the full 95 last night. Um, At the 60-minute mark, you kind of saw something change, not not in you, but just in the game in general, where it almost seemed like players were trying to save their legs, where players were picking and choosing their runs – I know you guys were kind of on the front end of the attacking until that Krylak goal, Um, but has fitness been not necessarily an issue, but has it been um, something to take into consideration and something that's been affecting these games so far? Yeah,
3: I think most definitely. If you see, I mean, across all the games, I mean, once you get that 60, 65-minute mark, we're starting to feel it. Um, I mean, that's because we haven't played a, a real competitive match since March. And that's some months ago, and you're talking about um, with with COVID. We we didn't train for three months, and we had to pick back up right away and get ready for this tournament. Sometimes, you know, you did all this hard work in preseason, getting ready for the first games. You play a couple games, and then boom, we had a standstill. And um, for us, I mean, obviously, you can do everything in your power, but you can't replicate these types of games with this type of of, of weather and humidity and under these circumstances. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. Um, we're all enduring the same factors. I mean, they're all, all challenging. They're all tough, but uh, it's just who wants it more and who wants to, to fight and to get the result. And I think we, we lack that, that bit of uh, desire to do so.
1: How do you feel today? Pretty beat up. <laughs>
3: nah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a guy, I mean, obviously, after the games, I mean, I don't sleep well. I, I mean, I went to sleep last night, probably, or this morning, like, 5 in the morning. Wow. Uh, 30, my mind's just, just going. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, we did get back from the game at, like, 1.30, so that was a little bit different than usual. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, kind of just reflect over the game. You think of different things in your heads of what you could have done or – what kind of outcome would have happened if if we would have did this. There's a lot of what-ifs in, in, in the game. And for me, it's just, you know, got to review the video, look to see what we could have done better, the things that we did well, because there were some things that we did well, um, things we could have executed better, and things we just need to continue to, to do and to progress into the next game. I mean, with Kansas City, they're going to bring other challenges, their other per- personnel, and they have other things that they're um, – um, better at than most teams. And so for us is to, you know, this game is over and done with, review it and, and move forward. Uh, that's pretty much all we can do at this point.
1: Yeah, so you touched on that you guys did some good things in your previous game against RSL last night. Although you guys didn't get the W, you had a really efficient game in the midfield. You played simple one-two touch football, and you went forward when necessary. You made especially late in the first half and in the second half. Uh, Some dangerous diagonal runs out of the midfield, although you didn't get the ball every time, you were constantly um, picking your spots to go forward, which is important as a midfielder, important as an adjustment in the midfield. Also, late in the game, we saw you positioned up higher. Jack Price was a little bit, um, you know, he was behind you in the midfield, playing more of that defensive role. We actually saw you move up and kind of to the left side um, of the attack. Uh, To give our listeners an idea of just how efficient you were last night, um, from my calculations, so I sat here for the full 95 minutes and tried to track on my computer each one of your touches and where you passed the ball to. So from my calculations, you had 51 touches. Uh, your passing efficiency rate was great, 37 to 40 passes. Uh, you completed 92.5%. Majority of your passes went to the right side or to your right. Uh, next highest was you keeping possession and playing the ball back just to retain possession and keep the ball circulating. Um, next is vertical passes Um, you completed seven of eight vertical passes so you also were one of the most influential attacking pieces in your team I know you have you know a guy like Kai Kamara up there who's a you know when he's on he's on he can score some goals but you had three total shots in the 29th minute we actually saw there was a ball played across the 18 and we saw you get visibly frustrated uh, Kai Kamara could have dummied it and let it roll yeah right I wanted to you. him
3: to dummy that yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah we could tell we could tell um, but then right after that your response to that literally a minute later was that diving header where you're sprinting into the box looked like the ball was a little bit behind you would have been difficult to finish um,
3: yeah I wish <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then and then a couple minutes after that you had a left-footed shot that went wide and in the 90th minute you hit a uh, a right-footed shot from outside the box. Did that take a deflection or was that just kind of knuckling? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it took a slight deflection. I mean, it was knuckling nonetheless, but I think it took a <laughs> slight, slight deflection. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give credit to myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So seeing as you were so efficient, what do you have expected? You know, I said you got 51 touches on the ball. Would you have expected or wanted more of the ball? And may we see you playing higher up on the pitch in your next match as you created three good opportunities for your team.
3: I guess the answer to all that is yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, obviously I want to get as involved as much as – I want to get as much involved as possible and help my teammates anyway. So I think for me it's just, you know, trying to find the ball, trying to create things, just trying to get good options from the goal, get good looks, and pull the trigger. Um, I think good things happen when you hit the target. I mean, you, you mentioned that I had a few chances, but only one of those – really hit the target. So for me, I mean, I think giving me the best opportunity to score is to hit the frame. And so, I mean, I got four days to kind of work on that. And hopefully next time I I get a good look, I can I can bury it.
2: So the importance of these games, I'm gonna go back to that because having you on the podcast the first time, we talked about your hunger to get back to the US men's national team. Greg Burhalter has been in attendance and was in the game last night. How important was it for you and how important for you is it going forward to make sure you come ready to play? Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I don't really pay attention to, to who's all out there in the stands because I'm sure there's eyes everywhere uh, at any time. So for me, it's just trying to play my game and do the things I do well and, and, and try to execute it as best as my abilities as as possible. I mean, first and foremost, I'm, I'm a team first guy, so I'm trying to to win the game. Um, sometimes a game brings challenges. Sometimes a game is ugly, but you just got to grind it out. For me, I think the best case, I mean, like we mentioned before, just being as involved as possible and getting on the ball, creating things, having good options, bringing energy, um, tackling, everything. I think I could have done a lot lot better with that I mean I don't think I really tackled yesterday I mean I did create some looks I mean could have been better um could have been more efficient on the ball um and could have got registered some more touches I mean you look at guys across the world I mean I'm getting half as many touches as top level um midfielders they they're getting you know 90 touches a game maybe more So I think for me to really be efficient and feel like I'm in the game and really contributing, I need to double my touches and, and not only just pass to the right side, like you mentioned, but being effective, you know, each and every direction.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so a question that kind of, I've held off on in the beginning was these games are all being played in the same location and you go to, you know, before COVID-19 happened, you go to these different stadiums, you play these different opponents in their environments, but we're all kind of in the same area. You guys are all in the same area because I'm not playing. <laughs> but um, – well, oh, you're it... not? Oh No, unfortunately I didn't make the cut. Um, but what is it like, you know, on that pitch out there and then having to go back and, you know, replicate that? Do you, do you make slight adjustments knowing what you did yesterday playing on that pitch?
3: Yeah, I mean, now, now we got kind of a taste and a feel of, of what it's like. Because, I mean, at first it was kind of weird, to be honest. I mean, not having any fans. you got a wall there. They're just coaches and teammates, really. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think on the broadcast you might have, uh, you know, crowd noise. But we don't have that on the field. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit weird. Um, some adjusting. But, I mean, for me, it kind of just felt like a a more intensified – like a like a preseason match almost, but uh, but well, I mean, obviously it's not. But I mean, that that was kind of the overall feeling with the atmosphere, where we're playing, the time, um, kind of all all the little factors that that were were part of it. So it was definitely a weird feeling. But like I said before, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all facing the same challenges. I mean, lucky for us, I mean, we're at night where we're not playing. <laughs> Um, under the sun, like some guys that play in the morning. So all our games are at night. So we got to use that to our advantage. I mean, there's no excuses. I mean, for us, it may be humid, but it's not as hot as it playing in the morning like some of the other teams. Um, so for us, I mean, we just got to just go out there and battle. Um, it's just a mental game. And a lot of a lot of people think it's physical, but I mean, a lot of it's mental as well. And it's just a little switchy. You have to just turn on. And I mean, the stronger will prevail. And... Yesterday, I mean, RSO was a stronger team mentally, and because I mean, physically they were they were pretty dead to say the least. <laughs> so mentally, I mean, that's I mean, that's the biggest thing in a game that people really don't take uh, um, um take notice to.
1: Yeah, you spoke a little bit about the crowd noise. I don't know if you've had a chance to, you know, either watch the EPL or Bundesliga compared to watching these MLS games on ESPN or. You know, ESPN doesn't have the crowd noise. It's more of that natural feel, as opposed to, you know, we all watched the Columbus Crew play on Saturday night on uh, Fox Sports One, and there's that uh, generated crowd noise. What do you prefer? Oh, did you
3: watch them? I can't tell.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go back and listen to our last podcast, Kellen. It's pretty
0: wild. <laughs> it was a it was a wild one. Let's put it that way. Wild. <laughs> No, yes, I mean,
3: it, it's weird. I think the, the MLS one is a little bit different because it seems like the crowd noise doesn't really match the, the game. I just feel like it's just a recording almost. And I think in the other leagues, it feels like it's more fitting, especially I don't know if it's like the teams teams doing it where they're having their own sound, if, if there's like a chance that the crowd whistles or, you know, oohs and ahs, I feel like here it's not really the same when I'm watching it, so it's a little bit different. Like I said, and just being out there is weird. You know, you hear basically anything and everything. <laughs> and sometimes it gets muffled a little bit when there's a crowd when there's actual crowds there. But um I know for viewing it, I mean when you it's kind of cool in a way to um, hear the direction and the different things that are happening during games. Um, but obviously you get to hear the the, the honest reactions between players to Player, between player to player, from player to referee, player to coach. So I think you get that intimate feel that you don't really get to experience in a, in a regular broadcast.
2: Yeah, Taylor Twelman was talking about that a little bit, saying there's, there's no excuse now because you can hear everybody. everybody. Yeah, I
3: mean, if you want to cuss out somebody, you're hearing it, you're hearing it <laughs> all.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely interesting to hear that that side of the game, especially for, you know, us. We don't get to hear that. So it's definitely really cool to hear. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that part. Like yeah, one. Yeah, I, like I mean it's, it's different. Like
3: it. I mean it's something that you don't really get to experience. So you get to hear, you know, certain players that you watch. Whether it's telling them to step to go left, or they get pissed off, they don't get the ball, or they they shooting a chance they miss, or they score. They're yelling, kind of all that. And You hear directions from the coaches. I mean, it's just cool because you. I mean, I mean you're not with the team all the time, but you can hear the tactics and you can hear. All about all the work that gets put into it, which is, I mean, it's it's pretty cool to say the least.
1: Yeah, I was at work today and I was doing some some uh, desk work and I just kind of had the Toronto and DC game on the background and you know, I really wasn't watching, but the whole time you can tell what's going on because Bill Hamid is screaming his face off. Um he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's screaming instructions at his teammates. Uh, he's talking a little shit to the to the other team to Toronto. That game got a little heated at the end. So that that is right. some that is something that's, you know, nice to hear, especially with people like us that are very familiar with the game and appreciate those intimate nuances of the game and hearing those instructions. It's not something that we hear every day. It gets kind of it gets kind of drowned out. So it's it's nice to hear those things. And Bill Hamid killed it today. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a <laughs> career he's gonna have a career in commentary or analysis or something. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's a talker for sure, and he's a no-nonsense type of guy like you saw at the end of the game. I mean, I i, I kind of just heard heard about it, but I also saw a little bit of video, so I, I, I knew that Big Bill was going to be involved
1: for sure. <laughs> Big Bill, I like that. <laughs> All right, cool. Poopus, uh, Mike D, do you guys have anything else to ask our man Kellen?
0: Nah, I think I'm good. Honestly, I appreciate the game, Kellen. Like, I mean, I'm already looking forward to having you on again on our, like on our show. So. I know you're. <laughs> you no, know, thanks for having me. I appreciate
3: game. it. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: We're
1: gonna have so to start. We're gonna have to start paying Kellen.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, we are. <laughs> that
1: that would be yeah. nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome well, nice having you on. Uh, pleasure. Uh, super excited to see what happens in the game on Friday, and we'll be rooting for you, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah, only thing I I want to go back to the very beginning of this interview. Mike Delaney was asking you about things you're doing in your free time.
3: You said I'm you're playing vi-
1: You said you're playing video games. What are you playing?
3: A little bit. I mean I, I got caught in FIFA, you know, the basics. Okay. The basics. Okay. That's all you need in life. The basic, yeah, it's all you need. I mean I don't I mean I have my PS four here. I play here and there, but I mean for the most part I'm just hanging out. And I got my recovery stuff here. Um you know, we, there's lounge rooms, so you, there's ping pong, there's gaming system, poker tables. Uh, there's like an arcade thing, bino board. Uh, I mean, we got a decent setup here. And then other than that, we have team events in between, so uh, staying busy. Yeah.
1: yeah, you sent me the schedule today, and I almost felt bad for asking to, to interview you this late just because you had such a busy day.
3: Yeah, no worries. I mean, we're usually training at what time is it now? Yeah, because before we were training at 930. Right. So we were we would be at training right now and we'd be finishing around eleven something. and We would eat dinner every day at like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. It's it crazy, yeah. That's like adjustment yeah. for sure. Yeah, most definitely.
2: Hey man, well, yeah. if you want to get on fours, man, when you got some time, just let us know.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the <laughs> internet's not great,
0: but we could we could run it
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have to drop Poopa, so he's. Kind of <laughs> hey, I, right. I ain't
0: that bad. Come on nah. I'm,
1: bad. <laughs> I'm terrible, so you might want to drop
0: me.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, everyone needs some work. It's all good.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've been missing playing Cod because all the soccer going on.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> true. That is true.
1: Yeah. I ain't complaining. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, MLS um, is back. Uh right now we're getting ready to watch the LA Galaxy versus Portland. We just saw uh, LAFC and Houston Dynamo draw 3-3. Three, three. Uh tonight we had Kellen Acosta on. It was an honor. Second time we've had him on. Like I told Poopus, we're going to have to get him back on the or on the payroll, not back on the payroll. I mean, on the pay- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to get him on the payroll if we keep asking him to come on, but he was a very gracious guest and uh, we thank you for taking the time out of your very busy day. I know it's busy in the bubble. You're you're constantly practicing, receiving testing. Uh, You're getting ready to go get treatment. Uh, So go get well. We want to see you healthy out there on Friday as you guys take down Sporting Kansas City to uh, keep your MLS's back tournament dreams alive. You said you wanted to lift a trophy. Let's make it happen, Kellen.
3: Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks again, guys, for having me back on. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. It's always a good time talking with you guys. Absolutely.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to MLS Gone Wild, Season Two, Episode Two. Uh, You guys can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Leave us a rating, review, subscribe to our podcast on Apple. Again, we had Kellen Acosta on tonight from the Colorado Rapids. Uh, You guys keep enjoying your soccer. Stay safe, and we'll catch you all next week. Peace.